You haven't even paid me from last time. I haven't watched Halo either. I'm going to summarize Halo Season 2 based on the Watching Now Halo podcast from Couch Soup. This is going to be fun. So Chief could be crazy. (laughs) Cortana's had a facelift. We're a bit mixed. Quan and Soren's story is really boring. Is is it over yet? Reach is f***ed. Reach for the stars. You all are gonna die. Spartans have a new leader called Ackerson. More like Dickerson. Apparently McKee is alive. She didn't die on screen, so she's probably not dead. Key's definitely not dying. Right, right, right. And the flood is coming. Is the water on this planet? What do I know? You should be listening to the Watching Now Halo podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Where's my money, Drew? to the Repair Podcast. My name is Pagan, and joining me as always, obviously, my co-host Dan. What's up, everyone? Hello, hello. And uh, we have some brand new faces and some regular faces. Faces. I, I only have one face. Uh, <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> it's a horror podcast. Who knows? Who knows? How many faces uh, Louis, do you have? Louis, returning to the podcast, your podcast veteran at this stage, Louis. Welcome back. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. And introducing to the podcast, Billy Jean. Thank, thank you so much for joining us today. Ooh, Hello, everyone. Lovely to be here. Hello, thank you for joining Aww, us. Aw, well, it's lovely to, <laughs> lovely to have you. Um, so, you so, if you're much. joining this and you guys have read the title of this episode, <laughs> you all know that we're going to be talking about some horror stuff this week because Halloween may be over and Mariah Carey is ringing in all of our ears, but that doesn't mean that we're not going to be playing some horror games over the holidays to come. So, this week we're going to be talking about horror games. And why? Why do you like them? That's the real why? horror. Is Mariah Carey? That's just a real horror. <laughs> in our ears. Is Mariah Carey? <laughs> the earworm. No, the real horror is Mariah Carey's like all I want for Christmas is you playing in like January. And you're like, no, nope. it's, it's it's too late <laughs> and too soon. You're breaking the rules. <laughs> we just you're did breaking this. The rules. Let me live for God's sake, yeah, Let me live. <laughs> Um, but yeah, welcome everybody. Billy Jean, you're brand new to the podcast. And the reason that you came on today was because I invited you here to talk about horror because I know it's your thing. Mm-hmm. We, um, mm-hmm. you have an amazing, an amazing social presence online with Video Nasty Presents. And I just want to see if you would like to introduce your channel and your page and, and what you do there. Cool. Uh, so thank you for that absolutely a gorgeous introduction pig and I don't know how I can live up to it. <laughs> um yeah, so uh delighted to be on the podcast guys. Um happy to be chatting to all the replayers about this. So um my online moniker is Video Nasty Presents. Um I'm a graphic designer by day and I used to be really bad at all things color theory. So I decided to kind of make a personal project for myself, like a challenge to try and teach myself color theory. And one of my favorite movies of all time is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And um, the ending sequence of it in particular is very beautiful. So um, I'm kind of autumnal. So I wanted to kind of break down the colors used in that scene because they were so kind of 
they were so gorgeous in comparison to the, like the horrifying subject matter and yeah it was just something people really responded well to it and it snowballed from there and then I kind of stopped started it for a while and then when the pandemic hit I was just bored so I started an Instagram and it it kind of blew up relatively quickly which was really cool and um yeah so people kind of use it as a reference for like art um kind of figure painting and stuff illustration tattooing um I have a lot of makeup artists and nail artists and stuff that use it which is really cool so now it's just a bit of an online community where we all just talk absolute shop about uh, scary things and everyone is welcome <laughs> yeah <laughs> including good. you and especially it's, it's you a... pagan we'll make you a convert oh thanks oh, a convert to horror <laughs> Yeah, um, it's coming. Uh, it's, it's not. <laughs> um, no, but thank you so much. It, it is a beautiful page, though. I totally appreciate your page. I've been following your page for a while. Um, how long did you say that you started it? We started it in twenty twenty. So yeah, it was April. It, I I kind of I the idea kind of kicked off. I'd say about two two three years ago, but it was mm. like nothing serious. But I kind of focused on it properly um, at start of lockdown. So April twenty twenty amazing so yeah. that's been going over a year and a half almost two years like coming up on your second year um, yeah. and you've garnered like 45,000 44,000 uh, wow. followers <laughs> as well as some very very well-known followers mm-hmm. um and yeah. I want to talk to you quickly just a little bit about that because I mean I obviously recently saw Hideo Kojima retweet your palettes and um kind of confess your love for the palettes as well as Edgar Wright but I'm wondering is there somebody I think briefly we spoke about this before we started recording is there somebody that has liked your content or followed your content or messaged you that just blew your mind yeah so like obviously um Jesus uh Edgar was huge. Jesus and followed. Hideo you. was massive. Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, hey, I forgot Zeus? to mention that. <laughs> hey, Zeus. <Yeah. laughs> Louis, Louis, I guess. So. I mean, look where I'm from. In sync. I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, a huge one was uh, Brian Fuller, who created Hannibal. Um, that was insane to me because I love Hannibal. And then, like, I've kind of seen kind of like, like, um, Henry Cavill, like, set of palettes, which was mind-boggling and like Norman Reedus and stuff before which has been insane but yeah like I appreciate anyone that decides to kind of follow my shenanigans but some of the kind of the bigger names is like I'm going I'm so dumb why are you doing this (laughs) why why do you want to see my stuff are you okay do you need a doctor but yeah it's it's been it's been it's been pretty cool it's been really cool now it's a great page and we're going to prop that in the links below and um, so that everybody can see that so yeah. if you're interested in following billy jean it's at video nasty presents we'll put that in the links we'll shut that you. out at the end as well um but thank you so much for being here the reason um, obviously your page is centered around a lot of horror uh themed movies games etc mm-hmm. and we're going to talk to yeah. you guys today about horror in general and particular games so we're going to move on to our horror questions what classifies as horror to you um, I'm going to start with Dan. Dan, what is horror to you? Like, what is the horror genre in video games specifically? Oh, okay. So I was going to say, are you talking about video games? Horror? Yeah, let's let's, let's hone that right down. <laughs> <laughs> or we could be here for hours. I'm going to start off by saying horror in video games has many subgenres. So it's, okay. it's difficult to nail it down. But if you're going at the umbrella of, an, of just horror, obviously the game should have some elements and themes of trying to scare you on a consistent and regular basis i think um okay specifically like 
you know, some of the bigger names in horror games are the ones that they're constantly putting you in these dreadful situations and having to deal with terrifying things, whether it's monsters, people, you know, dark and scary corners and, you know, back alleys and having to beat things with a crowbar that you don't want touching you. <laughs> um, it, it's tough because I try, I'm trying not to go too deep into what I don't think is horror because horror is subjective. Uh, it's, it's what scares you. And I don't, want to put a hard label on it because again it's very subjective someone might play luigi's mansion and go ah you know but it's not a scary game so much you know it's it's okay. kid scary you know it's a different kind of scary so i would still be scared honestly <laughs> horror again like it comes down to like there's survival horror there's atmospheric horror there's isometric horror like and i'm more scared of certain ones than others so i see Louis, do you agree with that? Do you agree with Dan? Like, what's hard to you? Uh, yeah, we actually, again, we've talked about this at length, <laughs> uh, specifically horror, Dan and I. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one of the many, many things that have made us such good friends is uh, the way that we view, the way that we interpret horror. And although we don't always agree on the exact subject matter itself, we do agree that how you interpret it is how it's either supposed to be interpreted or how it wasn't, but now you can see it from the other side. For example, like uh, Resident Evil, not typically scary after maybe, I, I, I'll say up to three. Up to original Resident Evil 3, like four was more so action-based. Uh, <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> I'm so fucking horrified of Resident Evil games. It doesn't matter about the graphics or the style or whatever. Like, it's still hard. Oh, well, well, I'll get to you, Peggy. Don't worry. Because <laughs> I have some things that I want to talk to you about. Anything's hard for me. Exactly. Okay, so, like, That's why like, I said I just, it's subjective. I just yeah, finished yeah. playing um, Resident Evil 4 on the Oculus for the, for the VR, which mm-hmm. it took awesome. me a couple weeks to finish because... Did you beat it? Yeah, yeah, I just beat it. Okay, it's a long game. It's funny that you mentioned that because I actually just finished playing the Xbox, like, HD version of Resident Evil 4, and it took me, like, 30-plus hours to beat the game. Wow. Well, okay. It's long. So, so for me, it took me a long time. Like, right now I'm doing a speed run through the professional, so it's on the hardest Mm. mode, but I have more upgrades. But uh, it took me so long because it it felt like back when I first played it, and you're looking at every single frame. Like, right. Oh, yeah, that's cool. But now you can reach out and touch it. So I feel like uh, the gameplay might be um, quicker on the VR because you can move and shoot in VR, can't you? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, uh, like, I, I figured out little ways to make it a little more fun. Like, there's some tricks that you can do. Uh, I found that every time you take out a gun, uh, a new clip for your gun or magazine. Um, it automatically drops the one in your in your gun, and I did it by accident. I dropped it and I swept like that, and I found that if, if as long as the clip is in the air, you can automatically get it in there. So what I will do is I will like just to just to amuse myself, I'll take the clip, throw it up in the air, catch it underneath, and then then it's like, you know, reset. Amazing. So I'm just doing all the stuff, Raider. and I, I will get yeah. the shotgun, hold it by the um, by the stock. Get the handgun, shoot everything until I'm out of handgun bullets. Then, like when there's a lot of enemies coming at you, then just immediately drop the gun and go with the shotgun. So I'm getting all these little tricks that are making it a little bit easier. And uh, yeah, the action is a little bit more fun in that regard. 
but at the same time, like, it's not scary to me. Like, I know people that... So it's less horror for you. Yeah, it's always been a little bit less horror. And even though El Gigante is literally right there, it's not terrifying me. I just, um, but there is one thing that does terrify me, and that is actually... <laughs> because when you walk into a new door from a new part of the level... You turn around and that bitch is right here just <laughs> oh my God. with those dead oh. eyes that don't see anything, but they're moving around like they do. And I'm like, this is what Invasion oh of the God. Body Snatchers feels like. So the little girl <laughs> that you are saving is completely more horrifying to me than anything else. Because even Candy Valley is what scares me. Mm. So, like, you know, that, that's what I mean by it's subjective in the sense that these literal zombies with these mangled faces coming at me. Eh, yeah, you're kind of cool. Whatever. Little girl. Okay. Okay. Now I have nightmares. Thank you. I ha- I have an there, anecdote uh, to I share, see. if I may. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On you that, may not. No. <laughs> on, you asked permission. So on like, that no, fuck it. <laughs> same <laughs> notion. I, this just happened to me yesterday before recording this. I was playing uh, Ninja Gaiden Sigma from the Master Collection. Not a horror game, not really scary in any sense. It's a pure action game. There's some crazy, scary-ish stuff in it. But anyways, there's a cutscene, and there's a character in that game called Ayane, uh, and there's a cutscene where she's, like, standing in a corner, and it's looking at her, and the cutscene ends, but as it ended, her her model disappeared, except for her eyeballs. And it was like, ah! <laughs> Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, that. it was exactly that kind <laughs> well, of thing. Well, that doesn't... That wasn't supposed yeah, to be there, but it was like, oh. It's, Pagan's TV would have broken. It's, it's, yeah, it's, I would have died. Like, there would have been a funeral, Billie Jean, for you to attend. Um, Billie Jean, what, what, to, what is horror to you in terms of video games? Like, what do you, what do you consider a horror video game? Um, my kind of base understanding of horror since I was a kid, like, even in general, not just video games, would be, like, it, all, it kind of all kind of roots to, like, Stephen King. And it's basically like, like a situation, like I think that I find the scariest situations are something that like is an everyday thing. And I think this kind of came from the mist was that like, you know, you've got like a father um, and their child, they go to the supermarket, this scary alien mist descends and suddenly what should have been normal was no longer normal. And like, I think that's a kind of a running motif in a lot of Stephen King stuff that's like a- applicable to so much kind of so much other media and mediums. And I don't think it's like he didn't invent that, obviously, but I think he kind of fine tuned it to an extent that it just kind of bled out. So like, I think if you kind of look at any kind of horror game or even horror movie, there's like a kind of a nugget of like realism and truth that kind of hooks you. And then suddenly it becomes nightmarish. And that kind of is that whole kind of nightmarish element to me is kind of what makes a horror a horror. That's something that's so like unbelievable that it frightens you. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like I, I find that psychological horror would tend to kind of resonate with me the most. Like I love zombies. I love kind of, I love genuinely kind of jump scary things and stuff. But like once it's in your head, that's kind of like true horror for me. Mm-hmm. When you so can do feel it under your then. skin. Like, on that note, like on the note of what all of you guys are saying, this uncanny valley, this kind of this something that scares you in particular, is being scared fun to you? Like, do you enjoy actually being scared? If you played a horror game on that same note, if you played a horror game and it doesn't scare you but has all the tropes of a horror game, do you still have fun playing it? 
Dan, I'll throw it to you. Mm, I say it's a very loose yes, sort of like if it if, yes? it, if it's pretending to be a masochists. horror game, if it pretends if it's pretending to be a horror game, but it's not very scary, but it has all the motifs. It's like, eh, okay, you're kind of bored. Like I see. All right, you know, and I've I'm. I could probably, if I really think, I could probably name a few games I've played with the expectation of horror, and then it's not horror, and I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like, meh. <laughs> so are you more impressed then? Because we all know you're dead inside. It's a running oh, joke yeah. here in, on the podcast. So you're dead inside. So are you more impressed then with a game that can scare you? Yes, absolutely. Uh-huh. I, I, and I could say to answer your question of, like, do I enjoy being scared? Yes. I'm actually at this point now, because I'm dead <laughs> inside, I play games hoping they will scare me like i want them to scare me class. it's, it's <laughs> like a person that doesn't have any more taste buds they keep, keep eating hot stuff so they get some kind hot of hot sauce yeah yeah exactly well, louis what about you do you do you agree with dan are you happy to be scared do you enjoy being scared uh i'm gonna kind of wait to answer it in full because I have a feeling I know what kind of question is going to be coming up pretty soon. So I'm going to wait for that part, but I'll say it like, okay, that's fair. Um, I will say it like this dependent on the kind of heart is what I want to feel like, uh, you know, speaking of stuff that's not hard, that feels like hard. <clears throat> when I was playing um, prop hunt on call of duty with some friends, I got the feeling of like when you were a little kid and you were playing tag and you could feel their fingers right behind your back and go, ah! like you get that. Oh my god, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what you get when you play a good, fun horror game. Like when you watch a good, fun horror movie, as opposed mm-hmm. to okay. something that is ostensibly just terrifying, which mm-hmm. no is not fun. And like I said, I'll get to a, a, a contextual. Um, example of each later but um yes and no i love the the thrill the rush because i'm not going to jump out of an airplane but i can play a monster chasing me off of my tv and turn around and be like oh yeah i'm safe at home okay we're good there's a difference (laughs) you know okay so that that's what i like but I i do like the rush and i am usually impressed when something can genuinely get me terrified Jump scares don't mm-hmm. do anything to me anymore unless it's set up very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, movies or games, because all it does is it tells me, oh, look over there. So if I'm playing a mm-hmm. game that I don't, like, especially with, with I'm doing a lot of VR hard because I'm really looking for that really scary thing. Uh, yeah. If I don't see it, but I hear that, I'm like, okay, what do I do? Yeah. Now? Like, what, what did I miss? And now oh, I'm out okay. of the experience because I'm too busy trying to find what was supposed to scare me as opposed to something right. just just doing what it was supposed to do. I concur with that, mm-hmm. that I've always, uh, jump scares to me seem cheap. And like, I, I'm never impressed by a jump scare. They, they can be good. Interesting. They can, they can be, be yes. They can but, be. Like, if you're but doing it just for the sake of a jump scare, yeah, you suck and I hate you. But <laughs> if you do it and you have like a setup to it and there's a reason for it, uh, there's a guy, uh, I believe it was Cordry Effects on YouTube, where he says jump scares mm-hmm. should not be used to, uh, to scare you they are not supposed to be the scare they're supposed to be the beginning of like a chase scene or mm-hmm. something like that like when michael myers popped out and get the bah! and comes out and now there's a chase scene. so you got scared mm-hmm. and now you're in the thrill of it and oh, modern okay. horror doesn't do that a lot instead that's the scare and they end it there and it's like well what now like the ghost just decided <laughs> Bye. 
Yeah, troll. Oh. Uh, <laughs> troll face. Yeah. Billie Jean, like, how 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 do you think about like uh, the jump scare aspect as well? I mean, obviously, do you first obviously like being scared? Do you think that's a fun thing? And in relation to what Louis and Dan said, that they're mostly a cheap trick to to scare audiences, but mostly you just you're not scared by them. Yeah. Um, I do enjoy being scared. Um, I always have done. I don't know what kind of masochistic streak was kind of. I was gonna say you all say a masochist. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, like I just think like see, I think a lot of it kind of stemmed from when I was a kid. Um, like my dad does love a good horror. My mom would be quite anti horror, and I was always fascinated with it. And I think a lot of it was the fact that I knew categorically I wasn't allowed experience anything like horror movies, horror games, or whatever like that. So mm. I was obsessed with getting my hands on anything related. Um, I used to have, <laughs> it sounds so bad in retrospect now, but I used to have this, um, like my, our attic in the house kind of had all the kind of the older consoles that would kind of be retired up there once something new was brought in. And um, I had this um, this pile that I hid in a bean bag. Uh, basically, a lot of my friends when we were kids, like they're, 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 parents kind of bought them whatever they wanted and when they didn't want stuff anymore they just give it to me so like I used to end up with all this like amazing kind of hauls of like horror games and movies and stuff because they just didn't want it because they like had everything so they didn't need it so like I had like a bean bag full of like Silent Hill Resident Evil stuff like that and it was just like my little kind of treasure trove that I just always kind of secretly had to kind of revert back to because I just loved the whole experience of horror um jump scares can be very cheap a lot of the time they're just um they're a really kind of easy kind of way to kind of make the non-initiated folk wet themselves essentially um i went to see uh resident evil the final chapter in our local cinema and the sound design and that is like really really poor I love those movies, but it's really poor. And every 20 to 30 seconds, there's a jump scare, but there was like a loud screeching sound that accompanied it. But the cinema's um, speaker was blown out. So every oh. time, <laughs> every every time it like happened, it would like take everyone's head off in the cinema. So after that, particularly, I've been kind of anti-jump scare because I was like partially deaf after it. But yeah, it, it, it can be, it can be um, cheap. But when you get a good one, it's, it's yeah. chest kiss. Just guess. Yeah. Paul W.S. Anderson probably. definitely yeah. like overdid it with those movies. Oh my god. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> those movies are so good though. They're a whole topic on their own. Like yeah. <laughs> those whole movies. Um, but good to know. I'm um, so if you guys are um like avid horror game fans, is there I have two questions basically. Uh, leaning on a third. So do you have a favorite horror game? Is uh, the first question that I'll ask. And then the second is is there a game that, if it's different, is there a game that scares you more than that or a game that you just refuse to play because it's too scary? So we'll start with your favorite. Billie Jean, I'll ask you. Um, I'm a, I, I have a list of all the games I've played and I'm trying to figure out which out of them would be my favorite. Um, I'd say it is more than likely a toss-up between... Resident Evil and Silent Hill because they were kind of my first the first three of each were kind of my first kind of game experiences I'd say Silent Hill 2 is probably my favorite um okay 
it, it definitely had the most impact on me. But yeah, no, I I would reckon Silent Hill two. I would say Silent Hill two was the kind of was the kind of crowning jewel and has yet to be topped. It's come close with things like Alan Wake and stuff, but it's you never forget your first, <laughs> you no. know that kind of way. Is there a particular reason Silent Hill two really made that lasting impression on you, Billie Jean? Like, is it um, was it the design of the sound or the characters? What really got you? What what makes that your favorite? I guess it was just the story was so scary. It was just like the, the whole the horror of um, yeah of what happened. Yeah. So unnerving, like with James and his wife and the psychology behind like Pyramid Head and the nurses and stuff. It's just like it it's nightmarish. Like it doesn't really kind of bear thinking about. Once you like with the likes of Resident Evil and stuff, as scary as they can be, a, a lot of the time it just kind of boils down to evil corporation biohazard virus you know we're all kind of well equipped with sure. biohazards at the minute so <laughs> it's like not a thing but like the the psychology behind um silent hill is kind of it's second to none it's 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 really it's so well thought out and so well executed like one kind of was obviously it was the first kind of outing then two so came into its own uh three is also amazing but i think two just hasn't been topped yet um okay but yeah it's just the the pure horror behind it is just is just awesome nice. in all sense of the word <laughs> <laughs> in all sense of the word is right awesome uh dan what about you regarding your favorite horror game that is a really tough question for me because i love so many um i want to say that like as far as the games i've played the most it would probably be like resident evil 2 the first original and the remake and the remake of Resident Evil 1. Like I love those games to death and I've played the bejesus out of them. Um, I have to say like Silent Hill 2 is definitely one of those games that it's so good and it's does such a good job of being terrifying. I've only played through it once or twice because of that. I probably restarted that game a dozen times and then I, it's like, Oh man, like this is unnerving and I drop off, but I want to piggyback that with, I think a game that bridges the gap of both of those really well is Dead Space. Like, Dead Space has yeah. the playability that Resident Evil has, but it also has the psychological elements that Silent Hill has. It fucks with you hard. Silent, or like the Silent design in Silent Hill was brilliant, uh, especially the music. And Dead Space does it with yeah. the environment sound. The environment sounds... Mm-hmm are a character in themselves in dead space and the the narrative and the story goes from something's not right to i can't even tell you how bonkers it gets especially now i know with pagans playing dead space for the first time i don't want to spoil anything god help me it it gets so yeah, don't spoil it for sure. twisted and it makes you think so hard especially um here's one little hint slash spoiler without getting into it it gets into really deep religious tones oh interesting that aren't what you would expect and it makes you really question a lot of things and oof like i have so many loves i have so many favorite horror games and there we go uh it's hard (laughs) sorry go ahead uh it's it's hard to pick a favorite but it's that of kind of like Louie hinted at, like, favorite horror game for being scary and, like, favorite horror game for actually, like, something being I'll scared. just play a bunch, you know? Ah, uh, uh-huh. It's, it's especially a hard question to answer when few games actually scare me anymore. <laughs> so. 
yeah, that's mm. the Resident Evil Two remake did a good job. Like it actually did a good job of creeping me out. Yeah. And I think I have um I have encountered what you were talking about regarding like the religious aspect a little bit in um, some audio logs mm-hmm. and shit because he was like, "What's happening down there?" He's like, "You know," he said, "My God, what is happening down there?" And he's like, "Exactly, it's God's work." And I yeah. was like. What are you on, psychopath? Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally see what it is. All right, okay, sorry. So we were talking about your favorite game, and you said uh, Silent Hill 2. I'm going to throw the yeah. favorite yeah. horror game question. We Had we just been finished talking about your favorite horror game, Dan? We are saying it was Dead Space? Yeah, we had, I wrapped up, like, I was saying it's hard to answer that, and I was like, it's kind of stuck between like what Louis hinted at as far as like what's my favorite horror game, as far as what actually scared me, and like what is actually genuinely fun to me. To I see. Play. So, so technically, Dead Space would be your favorite <laughs> horror game on all levels because you really enjoy it, but it's not the scariest game you've played. Yeah, I think that's about a fair wrap up. All right, I guess. No worries, uh, Louis. What, what about you? What's your favorite horror game? Okay. So I, I like the way that you were. It's really hard. Um, my favorite. All right. I'm going to go about it a few ways. Okay. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> horror game of all time as like a representative of uh, what a true horror video game should be. I would have to say is a kind of a toss up uh, between Silent Hill 2 and The Last of Us 2. One of them more narratively speaking, which I would say is Last of Us, okay. even though it's not strictly horror, which is why I would say Silent Hill. I would say is the perfect horror video game ever created. It's not the scariest. It's not, narratively speaking, the best, but the encompassment of everything that it can be is as perfect as it gets. If you want to introduce somebody to the best, you show them Silent Hill 2. I see. Um, like, for me, it wasn't the scariest at all, to be honest, but it did. I did understand what was terrifying about it. Uh, the most fun I've had is probably... Um, Oh man, probably Resident Evil Two, because I used to play that game daily. I didn't have a memory card, and so I got good at speed running. Oh, nice! And I would always get to the last level, and I would always die to Tyrant, and then eventually I beat the damn thing, and I didn't have a memory card to show off. So whatever. But that that was, it was just always fun. And now even with the remakes, there's still just so much damn fun. I love it. But what I would say probably the scariest game I have ever played. I just finished about maybe last month which is a visage Mm. which is a uh horror game very much uh taking after pt oh i beat it i'm never gonna play it no and it's not because it was too scary it's just the subject matter the like you know as i say that monsters and monster movies are never monsters Mm -hmm. they're representative of like some kind of allegorical theme uh, the themes in this video game are so just horrifying that it, it's so organic that like you, it doesn't hide it from you. It's like, oh, this is alcoholism, mm-hmm. this is abuse, this is, you know. And I, I live with that daily, working with people with uh, mental diseases and stuff like that. Like, I can't watch slasher flicks. I can't get into like, you know, let's not meet horror stories and stuff like that. Because I live with that every single day. Okay. I have the real people that really go through that shit on a daily basis. So I don't like those horror movies. Give me ghosts. Give me zombies. Okay, <laughs> Give yeah, me something I, I can yeah. do. 
even if it's a representative of something, at least I can just turn off my brain and appreciate it. But Visage is so terrifyingly good at those representations that once I beat it, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I never have to do this again. Oh, shit. But it's probably the scariest game I've ever played. And not just because of those themes. It also is 100% terrifying. Like, you don't want to turn the next corner because there are random events that happen in any corner of the house at any time. So you're never getting the same playthrough just as you're walking through the house. Yeah. And so, and those jump scares are good too. So it, it's mm. yeah, it's the, it's a perfect horror game. Yeah, Visage, Visage is on my to play list on Game Pass right now. It is. I am downloading it right uh, now. I like it. <laughs> downloading it right now. I am gonna download. Like, I, I love how like me, Give me you that. are totally different people, Billie Jean. <laughs> You're like Visage. I'm like Visage is going on my list of games never to touch never or to play, play ever. Yeah. Billie Jean's like I'm downloading it right now because <laughs> I, I I had heard I am totally downloading. I had it. heard about it, but I had like I didn't know anyone who played it, so I kind of went under my radar. But that is a very very strong, uh, very very strong call for me to play it. So I'm gonna get it right now. Uh, I waited. Uh, we have a friend, Ash, that uh, mm. he played it first, but he did tell me to wait a little bit because when it first came out, it was so buggy that everyone was just Yeah, like, ah, I, I think that's what turned me off. I had heard that. Yeah, it patched and it's a much, it's definitely complete. It's definitely everything that you want now. It's, oh man, it's very good. Is it, a, I, I'm actually yeah. just having a look at like some, for God knows what fucking reason I'm having a look at shit. But um, do you have like weapons and stuff or is this like an outlast, like you run and hide? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> is it more it's, like it's, Alien Isolation? Yeah, is, it, is it more like Alien it's Isolation? It's more, no, not really. Okay. Uh, you do have to run away from things that can kill okay. you, but it's not like you run and you hide. It's, it's, and that's part of the horror is that like, you're going to die. I promise okay. you. You're going to die because it's a lot of trial and error. But a lot of it is also um, puzzle solving. Oh, okay. So you'll get like a random item that you have no idea. And the game makes sure like this is an important item. So you're just kind of looking at it for like an hour. And you're like, what the hell do I do with this thing? And then all of a sudden, kind of connect the dot. Um, like, oh, okay. So now you open up a new area. And with that area open, you don't know if somebody's going to come out and attack you. You don't know if you're going to have something to throw at it. You don't know anything. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's very much uh, that. Give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, like it still sounds really interesting to me because but one of my favorite elements of good horror games is puzzle solving. Most good horror games have a lot of puzzle solving, in it, and that's what initially draw drew me into Silent Hill and Resident Evil and the old PS One days. Uh, but for like newer games like Outlast, Amnesia, Agony, there's a lot of these newer style horror games where it's all about hiding from the thing that can kill you. Those games generally bore me to tears. Uh, they're granted they're generally pretty scary in their elements, but the gameplay, the ele- the idea of there's the monster, I need to hide before it finds me. Oh, it found me, I'm dead, I gotta start yeah. over again. That to me is very tedious and boring. I agree. And especially, especially games that don't do it well, like, oh, like Agony <laughs> is an agony to play because it's like there's no rhyme or reason to when the monsters find you and then you're just like, boop, you died, and it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. So I mean, on on cool. kind of like where where <laughs> Louis had led into then the category of the scariest game you've ever played. What is that to you, Dan? Oh man, I'm trying to think. It would. 
it's hard for me to say mostly because like at a time when games would scare me it would it probably would have been the old like resident evil 2 you know silent hill back then especially like silent hill 1 the first time playing that game and you pick up the radio and then you're like why is this radio making all this static and then you get attacked by a monster and the static gets louder and louder and more disturbing those times when i was a kid and it was like this is so unnerving this is so like oh man but then again, I'm dead inside now. So True. very. <laughs> it's that's hard why, for because those games were so damn good. Like it took. Me, yeah, exactly. I think I was 25 when I first beat Silent Hill One, and immediately went into Silent Hill Two. But it terrified mm. me as a child, and I'm like, I'm never gonna do that again. And, <laughs> you know, it, it, yeah. it, like now I'm watching all the horror movies I was too scared to watch as a kid, and I'm like, Candyman wasn't that bad, but Jesus, it's a good. Movie. It's a great like there, there's movie. a lot of different things to go about. And I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm actually a little more appreciative that I waited because uh, for whatever reasons, I think that Child's Play is one of the better films of its time. Uh, one of the better slasher paranormal kind of flicks. And now as an adult, and now I know how to read and understand film, I can appreciate it more and go back and watch other movies. Like I just saw Pet Cemetery 2 and I'm like, oh my God, this is dog shit. And so now <laughs> I know how to kind of you can gauge. watch things and play things and understand them. So I'm happy that I waited until mm. my adult form mm-hmm. to play uh, um, Silent Hill and truly understand it and truly give it the appreciation it deserved because I wouldn't have given it as a kid. Oh. I know that. I can say one thing as far as a recent game that did get me pretty good would be Phasmophobia. Really? The first few times playing yeah. that game. A couple times. The first yeah. few times playing Phasmophobia when I didn't know what I was doing and like the ghost would just randomly pop out of nowhere. And like, I, we have video of the first time I played that game where a ghost appeared in front of me and like, I walked through it and I heard the ghost go, Hey, and I was like, (laughs) 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 like it's, it made shivers go down my spine and I freaked out a little bit. And then the problem with that though, is the more I play the game, the less it hits me, the less it bothers me and I become attuned to it. So I'll actually come back to like, um, this. I didn't I'm like the third time it happened. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna die. All right. Hi. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Well, I'm like, oh, I'm dead. I'll actually come. I'll circle back to this now because I want to talk a bit more about uh, multiplayer games. Obviously, with Phasmophobia and Back for Blood just launching. Well, Faz, well, Back for Blood obviously launched uh, just recently. But uh, we'll, we'll circle right back to that. Billie Jean, what about you? What's the scariest game that you've ever played? Um. Like, kind of from a psychological standpoint, I would probably stick with maybe Silent Hill 2. But then, like, like as Dan was saying about Dead Space, I think Dead Space, I had kind of one of the most, like, kind of visceral, kind of physical reactions, like, actual jumping and, like... And Dead Space is actually, like, yeah. a really great example of jump scares. And every time you mm. think that, like, you're like, okay, I yeah. know what's going to happen. And then suddenly, like, you're just absolutely ripped out from the ground under you and that's it, like... Uh, so, so I, uh, like Dead Space would be. I wanted to mention that with Dead Space, that it does the jump scare right, like so right. Thing, where it gives you the jump yeah. scare, but then it's the encounter, it's yeah. the running away, yeah. it's the oh yeah. shit, oh shit, yeah. oh shit, you yeah. know, like. Yeah. I, I, a little bit of a piggyback on that one for me, it was fear. That's why yeah. it was on my list. Fear or fear two uh, condemned. Yeah, like mm-hmm. when you turn around, when you jump into the the little corridor, mm-hmm. and she, you see her crawling at you, and she does a shadow. Yeah, that was the first time I'd ever screamed in a game. No, thank yeah. you. And I remember I was a teenager, and I went, ah! and I started shooting, and my dad went, "What's wrong with it? <laughs> it's a game. It's a game. I'm alright." 
I still remember the first time playing Fear when you're yeah. coming up with the ladder and like the little girls at the top of the ladder. Right back down the ladder. They were right after another. You jump into the thing yeah. and then you go up the ladder. I'm like, stop doing this. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> go on ahead. <laughs> I think my, actually, like, I'd say one of the big ones for me would have been with actually PT. Mm-hmm. And I like when yeah. I downloaded PT for the first time, I decided to play it at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I don't know why. Wow. Perfect. Wow. Uh, it was pitch black. It was a really bad night. And so the wind was like howling outside and stuff. And my brother came up to watch me play it. And um, I think, is is her name Alma? Is that or my, that, that's fear? Is Alma? Well, whatever, fear, the, the ghost, yeah. the ghost yeah. creature from PT, whatever her, Lisa, I think, is it? I don't know. I, I think remember. it's Lisa. Like, Lisa was in Resident Evil. Is well, I don't know. I can't, I can't even remember anymore. It's all so Lisa's, in, Lisa's in PT. As well, that's what I okay. thought. Yeah. Okay. So like PT obviously was terrifying, but I think you know when you do that kind of loop and you look up and she's in the rafters. Hmm. I like nearly pegged my controller at the TV. I got such a fright. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why it scared me so much, but I actually like nearly lamped my controller to the TV. <laughs> I have so, to say, like, uh, in that section though, like in PT, the scariest bit of that was when the fucking radio says "look behind you." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh never my god, that was yeah. horrendous. And it, if you don't look behind you in that loop, whenever you do look behind you in the next loop, it'll still happen. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, thank God, I've got through the loop. I'm safe. You're not safe. There's no safe space. Yeah. I hate stupid games. Um, but good, but, but good question. I actually, um, coming on, on to like the greatest games of all time type thing, the greatest horror games of all time. There is a list on here, um, by, a, by a website called CBR.com and they did a top 10 horror games basically as per Metacritic. Um, mm. and I wanted to see if you guys did agree. So their top horror game. Real quick before you li- stay oh, yeah, off that list, ahead. I I wanted to throw this out there at some point. A game that I think nobody talks about but should talk about is Inside. Yeah, it's Fantastic. on that list. It's on the top ten list. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's all I, I wanted Inside. to get it in before you read the list. Yeah, no, you're, you're you're good. You're good. Um, the top yes. three, I guess, right? That, uh, as voted by Metacritic. I have not seen this uh, list. By three the way. is <laughs> The Last of Us. Which yeah, The one? Last of Us one and just oh beautiful game it's one of my favorite games of all time just just the best game um the second one then is bioshock and the first one or like the top as per metacritic was resident evil 4 tops it all off mm-hmm. as uh, one of the greatest horror games of all time but also on that i list, believe that based on metacritic yeah they're, sure. they're definitely yeah. on metacritic so again like there is yeah. also resident evil 2 in there inside is in there um one of the castlevanias is on there as well aria of sorrow really yep limbo um, which is a fucking yes, unreal Limbo. game. I wouldn't technically classify that as a hard game for some reason, but it's totally terrifying, so it should be a hard game. It is a hard game. I've watched so many people not per- go anywhere further in that game than the first interaction with the, the fake spider. spider. Is like, they stop yeah. right there. They stop yeah. right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this so is a good list. Good list. Would you guys agree? Would you have put something else on that list? Like there's also Metro 2030, Left 4 Dead 2 mm. as a multiplayer game. Uh, yeah, I feel like this. Quite- anything like Left 4 Dead is tough for me to say is a great horror game because we're going to get into this multiplayer mm-hmm. horror. Uh, I don't think of Left 4 Dead as a great horror game. I think if it's a great multiplayer mm-hmm. horror game, it's a great game to play and have fun with friends. And that's probably why it's on that list because it's a great mm-hmm. game. But I don't think it's a great horror game. I, see. I don't think it's yeah, scary. Yeah, well, that's fair. <laughs> 
It meets horror tropes, though, and I feel like that's why it's obviously classified as. That, that. That's what I was going to say, is that, like, I, I and that was one of the discussions that Dan and I had about it, that for me, it's my number one, uh, Last of Us 2. Um, not so much necessarily because of the horror aspect, but because of the horror tropes that it falls under. It's a, a you know, post-apocalyptic zombie game. That's what it yeah. is. But at the same time, there are jump scares, there are moments and stuff like that. But to me, uh, we were talking about the subjectiveness of horror. It definitely is horrifying, kind of like Visage in the same sense that it's not the horror of the monsters or the threat of death that is terrifying. It's the uh, the threat of humanity, what, what you leave the game with. Mm-hmm. That you're thinking, like, what if I was in that situation? Would I be one of the good guys? Would I be one of the bad guys? Would I be one of the neutral? What, can I kill another human because I need a pair of shoes? And they're not willing to give them sure. to me. Which is a real question in those kinds of games. So I, I classify it as a horror in that regard. But I also, that's how I read and write and watch horror. Is what is it that you are trying to portray? But if you're talking about conventional sense, I absolutely agree with Dan. I don't think it's a horror game, not strictly speaking, mm-hmm. because it's not built around being terrifying. It's not built around scaring you. Or even Resident Evil sure. 4 could be considered that, which I don't consider it a horror at all. But it has more of those jump scares and stuff like that, like shooting the lake and then the, was it, the lago comes out. Mm-hmm. First time you did that as a kid because you were just trying to shoot fish. That scares <laughs> yep. the hell out of you because you're not expecting yep. this giant thing to just chop you in half. I'm like, okay. It's so funny how the game baits you into doing this. So for those of you who haven't played Resident Evil 4, Pagan, <laughs> there's a part in the game where you walk up to a lake. There's a little you know dock, and you come to the end, and you see some fish jumping around. You're like, oh, fish. So you just like, okay, I'm going to shoot the fish. Maybe I'll get something from it because that's what you do in the game. And after you shoot the water a few times, this giant monster comes out and eats you, and it's game over. And you're like, <laughs> it's what? amazing. Yeah, and it's it's not like like you see it and then it pops. Yeah, up. you have no the idea. Whole time. It's literally you're shooting and then it goes but like real quick and you're just like, the whole time you were describing that, I don't know why, but I was thinking of Animal Crossing. You know, like when you're fishing in Animal Crossing, you get to the pier. <laughs> For some reason, I was like, "Wow, what a crossover!" <laughs> like I don't know why that was through that's, my head. That's, Sorry. that's pagan. Yeah, that's horror. my horror. I think a better version of that too was in the Resident Evil One remake. Oh my god, they did this so brilliantly, and I love the remake for this. There's the part in the original game where you go to a flooded basement, and it's got these sharks in it, and you gotta kill the sharks. In the remake, you're like, oh, I'm getting to that part where the sharks, here it comes. And you realize, like, oh, I'm in this giant lab that's flooded. And you see a shark, and you're like, oh, there's the shark, let me shoot it. And while you're shooting the shark, a bigger shark jumps out and eats you. Oh! That was not in the... So it, it subverts your nice. expectations. And the first time that happened to me playing that game... Yeah, I lost my mind. Nice, nice. Um, there was obviously we um when I just wanted to throw this out there when we were going to do this <laughs> podcast about horror, we did actually put all this on our social medias to ask you guys, the the listeners, what you guys thought was your favorite mm-hmm. horror game and and why. And we did get some responses, so I'm happy to read some of those out. Uh, Kevin Clausen said, uh, "Dead Space, hands down." So must agree with um yourself, Dan, and also Billie Jean. Um, GURP streaming, GURP streaming said dread. <laughs> Is that right? No? Uh, yeah. I haven't yeah. played that game myself, but said the Jenga, t- the Jenga Tower mechanic adds an intensity that is hard to match, let alone beat. Um, I've seen it reduce players to trembling, sweaty messes, so I won't be playing that. Um, I'm not sure what I'm Dread is. I'm not sure is. what Dread is I'm... either. 
but I have heard yeah. of it. And then WT Famicom Silent Hill 2 as well. Um, obviously linking in with yourself, Louis, and uh, Billie Jean. What the Famicom? What the Famicom. Um, <laughs> who else? Jack's new. Alien Isolation. Filled me with dread from the second mm. I started playing it to when I put it down. I think I tried yeah. to play that once. And I got as far as I think getting into like some sort of like, like some not even the like, the very beginning of the game, and I just felt motion sickness, so I couldn't play it. Mm. Um, but then it was Fair. I'd never really played any first person shooters either, so uh, yeah. We also did have mm. some shout outs for uh, like a couple of shout outs, obviously for Dead Space or Resident Evil. We did have um, Dark Pictures Anthology mentioned by Mary Wood over on Facebook, which is kind of cool. I really enjoyed the Dark Pictures Anthology games until Dawn is um, one that I played. And then, of course, Mount of Medan is something that I played recently. It's the same uh, makers, just the Dark Pictures Anthology isn't specifically until Dawn. It's Mount of Medan and mm. the Hope and House of Ashes. Um, I want to shout out, too, that someone did uh, throw out Eternal Darkness because I think that's a great classic yes. horror game that too many people Ryan missed. J- Jobson, For sure. excuse me, Ryan Jobson shouted out yep. um, Eternal Darkness on Facebook as well and said it was one of his favorites. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Really good psychological horror. Uh, fourth wall breaking psychological, psychological horror too. That's what made that game really I have stand to out. say, some of the scariest moments <laughs> in video games for me have been fourth wall breaking moments that weren't even in horror games. And the one that I'm talking mm. about really is Batman in Arkham Asylum, where you're going into mm. Scarecrow's kind of like a uh, section of the game and you get this like blue screen or, or green screen of death. And you're just like, what the fuck happened to my PlayStation? And you go to reset it. And obviously it's fine. It's just a, it's the mechanic that they've used to scare you, the player. See, now they took that from eternal did darkness. They? Yeah, absolutely. Eternal darkness did that. You, you have a sanity meter, and when you don't take care of it, the game messes with you, and it'll tell you your memory card has been wiped. And yeah, it takes you to the blue screen, like your disconnection. Uh, and the, yeah, like and your video the, cut out. That happened my favorite is still Hill. the volume was the best. What was that? Hmm? They did they did something like that one at Silent Hills, didn't they? As well, like with a sanity thing. A couple times, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My favorite was still the volume in Eternal Darkness because that one actually like got me really good. Like where it was like, who's messing with my TV? What the, what the hell? The, there were there were three things that it did. There was the volume it turned off and the unplugged um, components. That because scares the crap everybody's TVs. Yeah, everybody's TVs yeah. were different though. Uh. So like my cousin when he was playing it, he said that the way that it shut down looked exactly like his actual TV turning off. And yeah. he was sitting there playing it, and it turned off, and he just went. Oh. Well, that's the same thing that happened with the volume, because the volume was the same for me, where it actually looked like the volume on my TV. So I thought it was actually yeah, happening. Horrible. Yeah, we had a green bar. So when that happened to me, and I saw it was the white bar, I was like, yeah, it's not my, it's not real. Oh. So I knew it wasn't messing with my TV. Mm. But um, that's why they had three of them, because most people's TVs turn off like this. Most people have the volume like this, and sure. most people unplug have it like this so it'll go blue and it'll say component missing yeah like like kojima <laughs> would do that in the middle yeah game. He did the same hideo thing. See, that, that yeah, kind hideo. of stuff is like incredibly interesting to me as like a person who doesn't play horror games because it, that really is targeting you on another level like it's targeting you on like an inner fear about the fucking quality of your your uh, i guess components your physical components <laughs> your playstation your xbox your computer your tv just like that shit breaking is like, nah, because it's terrifying because then you have to get a new one and you're so scared. So that is 
an incredibly interesting air uh, element of horror. There is another one that I um, have heard about recently, have not played it. Um, it is Doki Doki Literature Club. Has anybody mm. played this game? I haven't played it yet, but that's on my list. I haven't played it, but I, know I don't want to know anything heard. about it because all I know is it gets weird. Okay, okay. All right. Well, then I won't spoil it for you, but that that is also has very some some very interesting elements of horror or not horror, but like it's it's not a horror game. What I mean is like it's like a that, that fourth wall almost where there's an element in there that I'm like, oh, that's an interesting thing because that would also be fucked up for me. I'd be like, I don't know how to do this because I'm not a person who plays these kind of things. So, um. That's 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 an interesting one. I think some sort of psychological yeah, issue there. So I just want to move yeah, on to our <laughs> one of our final topics here on the Repair Podcast regarding the horrors is horror multiplayer. Um, mm-hmm. Have you guys played it? Do you like it? What do you think? I mean, I will just speak from experience here that myself and Dan recently just played Back for Blood. Um, there will be a, a video uh, soon on our uh, page. or Actually, it's been uploaded, hasn't it? Um, or it will be. It'll be uploaded by the time this episode when this this airs. airs. Apologies. When this airs, yeah. you will see that episode um, available on our YouTube channel. So that was interesting for me. I've also played Phasmophobia, so it wasn't like my first experience in a, a horror multiplayer. Mm. But I am still scared. <laughs> and I don't know, like, being with other people makes it feel less scared and, 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 and I really do enjoy it. And I just wanted to get you guys, um, what your guys' opinion is on that. Like, do you enjoy multiplayer horror games? Do you think that it, it, here's really my question. Is it a fun game for you because you're playing with friends or is it a fun game for you because it's a horror game that you're playing together? Both. God damn it, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the yes. end of our podcast. Thank you very much for joining everybody. <laughs> But why not both? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Billie Jean. How about yeah, you, Billie Jean? Say, Billie Jean, have you played uh, multiplayer horror games? Um, only kind of like a handful of times. Um, I tend not to play multiplayer in general because, I don't know, I get really aggro and I get really, like, contained. And, like, like I, I don't know how, Pagan, you stream, like, fair play because, like, my sister was watching me play Alan Wake last week. And she was talking to me, and I was actually going to backhand her. I love to throw all <laughs> my heart, but I was just—I was so busy concentrating that I was like, I—I I literally can't process anything else. Oh my god! But like, I've played Friday the Thirteenth and stuff. I've played a bit of um, Dead by Daylight, um, and like back in the day, Left for Dead and stuff. But again, I like—I don't know. It again, I think a lot of it depends on the group that you're with. Like, if you're with some good friends that appreciate the experience, it, there's nothing better. But then. If you're like stuck with a group of lads that are just wanting to abuse little twelve year olds, it's the fun kind of gets ripped out of it. Like it can be mm-hmm. funny for about ten minutes and then you're kind of over it. But um yeah, I th- I think I-, I much prefer kind of horror in a communal sense, like in regards to like movies. Um I think peak horror for me game wise is when I'm by myself, it is really late and mm-hmm. all- everything just kind of atmospheric encompasses the whole experience and yeah i wouldn't be too mad on the multiplayer end when it comes to horror ah no problem louis what about you what about multiplayer horror for you do you play them uh one of the first real big endeavors that i had mostly with dan and a lot of the people at dead man was doing phasmophobia that was the first time i really played 
Steam games with mm-hmm. friends. Until then, it was all PlayStation, but I had had Steam. I have a, I'm looking at at least 30 games I have on my laptop right now, and half of them are hard. <laughs> um, it's kind of like going to a haunted house. Like, I can watch a horror movie. I can be scared. I can play a horror game. I can be scared and blah, blah, blah. And I'll feel it. The jump scare will get me. I'll, you know, do that little jolt. But when you're with friends, when you're, and you're not, you're, you are performing. It doesn't matter if people are watching. It doesn't matter anything like that. You're with people. You want them to know, like, holy shit, this actually scared me. So what would make you go play that? Now you're going, whoa, 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 dude, 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 you know? Yeah, so yeah. It, it brings it out of you. It's like when you go to watch a movie, it's a real funny movie. It could be the best comedy on the planet and you're gonna, <laughs> when you're alone. But when you're with friends, you're like, ah, high-fiving and throwing popcorn <laughs> at each other and you're having a great time. <laughs> Um, you sound like it, a riot becomes... to go out with, honestly. Like, I mean, I, all of my friends, <laughs> bitch, you have to test this. And you'd be like, yeah, good film, that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all right. Okay. I want you to Life-changing you film. <laughs> fucking life-changing film. And all of us are like, yeah, good film? Yeah. Yeah, it's good? Yeah? Yeah, right. yeah good. See you soon. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my life. Changed my life. All right, have a good evening. Bye. Now, in fairness, Pagan, I think, remember when we went to go see Logan? And like yeah. me and you had to be like carried out of the cinema, and all the lads were like, "Oh, we don't care." Yeah, and I was like, we like shouting at so fucking everyone. good. Oh my god, did you see the last of us reference? This is so good. But she's crazy and fucking. And the lads are like, "Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Can we go home now?" Like, in fact, I'm pretty <laughs> yeah. sure multiple of them were just like, yeah, "Can we go home now?" Like, you guys need to sit outside the cinema talking for forty minutes. <laughs> Would you mind? Yeah, like being like, pagan. Literally, we went outside and put our head between our knees and we're like crying. But I think it was the fact that I was so hysterical made you a bit more hysterical. It was really bad. Yes. I was born and I was a disgrace. Okay. Feeding off of each other like Louis was talking about. Like you're just kind of like feeding yeah. off. Yeah. Like it exacerbates the whole emotional situation. Yeah. Yeah. And all those heathens were staring at us. Those heathens. Like, like my, my cousins <laughs> and I went to go see uh, the first paranormal activity when it came out. Oh, God. And we were scared shitless. We saw the, the midnight showing. Uh, we got out, we all went to my cousin's house and we sat outside for about an hour and a half just talking about the funniest things we could think of because none of us wanted to leave to go to bed. <laughs> Everyone was just like, so, did you see that new cartoon that just came out? <laughs> like, whatever we could, what about Disney? What do you guys think about musicals? They're pretty good, right? Like, we, we did not want to leave. And, and it got to a point where it was so uncomfortable we actually would say that. It's like, are you ready to go to bed yet? Like, nah. All right, let's keep talking because I don't want to do it either. No. So we're cracking open beers or standing outside <laughs> in a parking lot. Just we did not want to go to bed. It was too scary. I mean, fair. I mean, yeah. And we were in a, an arena full of people all watching the same movie. You know, there's no reason why we should. Uh, I had. But there's no reason to feel that terrible. So when The Conjuring came out, I had a bucket list thing. And then one of the buckets is, so I don't watch horror. Obviously, everybody knows that on this channel. Um, so I don't watch horror. I don't like horror. I don't do horror because I'm a big baby. But The Conjuring came out, and I wanted to see a, a horror film in the cinema. That was, like, on my bucket oh, no. list. I wanted to see a horror film in the cinema. So we, The Conjuring just came out. I was like, you know what? We're going to do it. So myself and a few friends were like, right, we're going to go see this in the cinema. And Adam couldn't go with me because our logic was – if I see the film and I'm terrified, then he hasn't seen the film and he's fine. And we'll like, he'll be able to be like, it's okay, calm down. If we both go to see the film and we're both terrified, 
we're fucked and we're never sleeping again. So that was like our literal like compromise of like, well, I, do you need to see this film? And I was like, God, no, no, you can go see that. I was like, okay, great. Thanks. So I went to see it and I was, yeah, terrified. Cause because my luck happens that it was one of the greatest horror films that came out that year or films to date, I believe. There's a lot of critics who were like, this is actually a really good fucking horror film. I was like, of course it was. I couldn't end up going see a shit horror film in the cinema for my first ever time. But uh, yeah, so similarly, like we did, it's not that like we kind of couldn't, didn't want to go to sleep because it was too scary. It was literally a partner had to stay home and not see the film so that they could be pure so that they wouldn't be contaminated by that <laughs> unsullied horror. that's why i have animals i just look at yeah. them and i'm like oh, okay nobody's in the bathroom we're good, we're good. hold me no killer hold clowns me. we're good okay. pagan i have a question yes for you as an actress if a yes. script came across your desk mm. that was bona fide certifiable going to be like the scariest horror movie of all time and you had to take the lead role would you do it Knowing that you'd eventually yes. have to go to a premiere and see it. <laughs> no, so no, ah, that's not. No, that's not fair. They they can make me go to the premiere. I don't have to watch it. <laughs> like I have to do the press bit. What are you and walk do? the carpet and be like, yeah, good film. Good. Fuck you. If Johnny Depp can go this far without seeing any one of his movies, <laughs> I can do the same. Yeah. So yeah, I would. And and like the horror element really is only in the feature of the film, like the music especially. Like if I can turn it on mute, I'm not as scared. So it's the music and the environment that that creates as a whole, like the whole mise-en-scene together really does come together to scare the fucking shit out of me. So if I'm on set and there's like 40 different people, there's an AD and there's like several trainee ADs and there's a, the second assistant director and, you know, all this kind of stuff are happening and they're like, all right, let's go. We got three cuts on this. So like, get the fucking fog out. Let's go. I'm okay. Cause I'm like, this is not real. But I will say that this a friend of mine, um, I was shout her out, Alicia, uh, who is also a bridesmaid. Um, she's a fantastic actress and she was in a horror film that she had to be possessed and that's something that I don't fuck with. Um, I don't know if I would say yes to that. I, I'm not 100% sure because I'm not like, I just don't, I don't fuck with the possession shit and the like the fucking the ghosts and stuff like that. Like you, you, mm, you, don't, you just don't fuck with it because nobody could tell you that it's not real. <laughs> and that scares the shit out of me. So I'm like, there's something that I don't mess with the whole possession thing. I have not, will not ever, ever, ever see The Exorcist. I don't want to see it. I've seen clips of it and it scared the absolute shit out of me when I was a kid. So I was like, nope, never going to happen. So I don't fuck with that kind of it's stuff. So but on, on, the, so on the, would I do it? Yes. Would I go see the movie? No. See, I want that to happen because I want to nah, see junkets of like... Video. Can you hear me? Yeah. My I, okay. I hear that's you, but I lost okay. your video now. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that. Like, I want that to happen because I want to see like Pagan at a press junket and people are like, so Pagan, what did you think of the movie? And she'd have to like lie to her teeth. I would be able to do that. It was great, Amazing. really tense, really scary. Yeah, so you know, it's good. hard to do. Yeah. But I, yeah. I would just deflect the fucking question to be like, how do, how was it making I mean, the movie? But it's different when you make yeah. it. It's different when like like you you're there. You know that you're not actually looking at a monster going ah. Like you you know that it's true. <laughs> like, but I will say like I feel like there's definitely um 
something that happens to actors and actresses when you have to do something emotionally quite tense. So either um, like a very emotional scene, like very dramatic scene, um, a very upset or sad scene, angry, kind of okay, and then like terrified or scared. Sometimes you really do just have to go to a place where you just, it's hard to get to, and then it's really hard to come back out of. And I think that okay, side okay. of it would be very difficult. Uh, that that's an entirely different thing because I've been there too. Mm -hmm. um, but my point is that like, if it's hard for you to get to or out of emotionally, that's not the scare. If you are in a scary movie, True. just because it's scary, all you have to do is scream really well. Yeah. Which, by the way, I do want to point out, Bagan, you have one of the most hilarious screams <laughs> on the planet. <laughs> it isn't. It isn't a. Ah! It's a what? You, you have big hard W on yeah. there. Yeah! Definitely a W. Every yeah. every time I hear it, I, I, I cry of laughter. Oh, it's wow. so much. I have to. We have to hang out one of these days. I'm going to Ireland because you're not coming here to Texas. It sucks. I'm going to Ireland. We're gonna go watch a horror movie, and I'm just gonna sit there like this. Billy Gina, come. Go ahead. You're gonna be like I'll in the seat in front of her. Yeah, like, you'll get right. You'll yeah, get yeah. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm just here it to It comes witness. from like it, I, I do think it actually comes from as a kid when you know when your parents or like your aunts and uncle or whatever would try and scare you like they'll pop out of a corner and like try and jump scare you effectively as a child. They would always use the wah w a h wah sound instead of a boo sound or like a you know like something like that. It's always w a h hard w a h. So my scream probably just reflected that. So anytime I scream, it's like a wah. Um, yeah, you can, you can so fucking weird. subtitle my screams. Trade great question. Thank you so much, Billie Jean. That was a, that was a good question. No worries. So I was just thinking about like Dakota <laughs> interviewed on your own podcast, but like it was just yeah. Dakota Johnson talking about the new uh, her Suspiria remake and ah. how she said like it totally drove her to like a really weird dark place that she found it like super kind of heavy to kind See? of get through and come back from. Mm. So, yeah, I just thought it'd be interesting to pose that question. I wouldn't mind doing something like a cool slasher film or something like that. That would be really interesting. Or or even something like Alien. Like Sigourney Weaver's part in Alien was just a perfect part. Like, what a well-written role as uh, as Riley. Love it. Um, I would do that. Depends on the horror. The exorcism type horror? Mm. I'm like, no, I don't fuck with it. So, no. <laughs> Rip Ripley. Sorry, yeah, Ripley. Ripley. Sorry, Ripley. I was, I was like, I've been uh, Louis no, correctly. sorry. I was, I was, I was thinking of <laughs> I, I can see Dan Knight switch a little. Ripley. I'm like, I got, this. I got this. Ripley. If I can bring it back to when we were talking about like multiplayer horror games, I went into that thought thinking of, you know, Left 4 Dead, Back 4 mm. Blood, Phasmophobia. But there was something that Billie Jean actually said that brought me back to something I hadn't thought about in a long time as far as a good horror experience and i think some of my favorite moments came from games that weren't really intended to be horror uh and i'm specifically thinking of my time playing co-op in the original gears mm. of war yes and halo yes, yes 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 like there are parts in those games that just nail it like this is a terrifying situation and we're going through this together and we're both or the three of us the four of us are just as powerless to deal with the situation Especially like the first Gears of War. Yeah. That shit gets dark real mm -hmm. fast. And like Halo, the first time you run into the flood, and it's very much a like, what is happening? Where did this come from? I was shooting aliens. What are these things? Like it it 
it kind of throws a curveball at you and it comes out of nowhere. And before you know it, you're running for your life from these aliens and face hugger like creatures that you weren't fighting before. And Gears, Gears is something that I think if you haven't played that series, it it hits you in an emotional way and it hits you in this guttural, visceral way of like, it's oh, I can't even express it. <laughs> we need Jake back on here for the first time now with Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you if you need somebody to play through Gears with, I'm here for you, Louie, because you're gonna need someone to hold your hand through that. Gears is you need that you need that bro, that bromance to get through it. Camaraderie. <laughs> I don't. I I do think I don't think anything is done. Um, kind of that kind of like that camaraderie kind of element like uh, Halo and Gears. I think that's kind of like, mm. and one thing I kind of noticed with the pandemic, obviously people have been laid off their jobs and stuff, that like, um, my brother would online game a lot, like, but I, I wouldn't as much. But like him and all his childhood friends who would have played Halo and Gears and stuff together the whole time, suddenly as adults, they were now able to kind of revert back to like their 15, 16 year old selves and play Halo and Gears and stuff. And it was like nothing ever changed. And like, mm. it, it, they just don't make them like that anymore. Like you can play like, you know, you can play Fortnite and God knows whatever. And like, it's a bit of crack, but like there was something special about those two games in particular. That was like almost like religious. It was a total experience. I want to, I want to give Gears 5 a pat on the back then in that vein too, because like Gears kind of like went really mainstream. And then now like, um, I played through Gears 1, 2, and 3 with a good friend of mine. We co-op through all, almost every one of them. And we played gears five when it came out and it kind of brought us back to that like you were saying like that that bringing us back to being 15 year olds and that camaraderie that we had and there were moments in gears five where you're just like holy shit like how are we going to do this how are we going to get through this moment and this experience especially fighting like certain monsters in those games that are just terrifying and you make one mistake and you watch your character explode (laughs) and you're just like i'm dead and it's like shit Uh, great you know, there's yeah. uh, that, that brings up a nice little question. And sorry, we think of it too late into the discussion now. <laughs> like, like horror. I mean, we we've been bringing it up, but like to to kind of just pin it down. Great horror in games that are not horror games. Like, I I, w- I can tell you that one of my favorite things of all time was Red Dead Redemption Two. Yes, when you're running around and finding these little houses in the middle of nowhere and piecing together what the hell happened, why there's 30 skeletons in a tiny little closet. Huh. Fuck. Okay. (laughs) Finding man bear pig, which is supposed to be a joke, but I was terrified by this horrible monstrosity that was pieced together by some messed up dude. Like it, it mm, yeah, but but I, I love that, like the exploration. And there's always something about it. It's also in its own version of an uncanny valley. I forget what it's called. It's an actual thing where it's open spaces, and it's actually pretty popular. I think right now on like uh, creepy pastas and stuff like that. There, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The fear of open spaces. It's um, yeah. uh, uh, fuck, because I have it. Um, I would say it's that sense of discovery, though. Agoraphobia is a fear of being situations where escape might be difficult or that help. That's that's more like a... a, Not agoraphobia. I forget what what it's called. It's a very specific It it is actually technically... Sorry, it is actually technically agoraphobia because it's the fear of... Or sorry, irrational fear of public places, open spaces, and crowds. So it kind of encompasses... No, 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 no. Opposite. Opposite. That you have open spaces without anybody in there. 
places mm. that should be filled that are not filled. So like, for example, we were talking about fear. You get into office buildings that are empty. Yeah. Where you see oh. where life is supposed to be, but it doesn't My first, exist. The first thing that makes me think of is the opening to 28 Days Later. Yeah. 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 Like that's such a perfect, beautiful opening. Yeah. Yeah. Dead Space 2 does that really well, too. Mm. Yeah. Dead Space 2 does that really well. Yeah. It was, uh, I was watching some videos from one of my, my favorite YouTubers, uh, Nexpo. He always gets into really creepy stuff. And that was where I saw it. But he was talking about there, there are whole uh, websites that are dedicated. Like they just show creepy pictures that are just big open spaces. Or there are horror games that you could play where it's like a multiplayer video game that doesn't have any other multiplayers, massive multiplayers. No. So think of playing World of Warcraft in its entirety without a single person there. No NPCs, no other individuals. You just see what this whole game was supposed to be filled with life and there's nobody there. It automatically kind of fills in oh, the blanks for you that something is wrong here. Mm. So when you get things like, uh, um, like Red Dead Redemption or Fallout, is a big yeah. one, Skyrim stuff like that. You're the Witcher has good elements of that too. Area. Yeah, the Witcher has mm. good elements of that too. When when you go from a town that's got a couple hundred NPCs walking around and you have to move your way through them, then you get to a small town that's got nothing but dead bodies, kind of yeah. in little areas. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's creepy. That, it's really cool. Uh, I I apologize. I don't have that agoraphobia. Is it's a fear of wide open spaces or um, wide open. Um, empty spaces uh thalassophobia is what i have which is the fear of uh large deep bodies of water ah yes uh that because i mean fucking legit fear man <laughs> like if you're not afraid I, yeah yeah if you're swimming fear. in the middle of like, the ocean and you look down and you see nothing but darkness and you're not afraid there's something wrong with you like there's so much i actually dealt with that when i was in the navy oh, like because they would they would actually purposely stop the ships in the middle of the ocean and let people go swimming and I was always like, no, nope. that, no, Mm-mm. no, nope, sir. sir. I did it once. My last ship out, I was like, I got it. I'm going to jump in and climb right back out. Like I literally jumped in and climbed my ass right yeah. back out, <laughs> just to say I did it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sorry, yeah. we're gonna we're Should gonna wrap, wrap up the podcast. Um, if you are interested in talking in, in, I guess, learning more about gears. We're talking about gears. You can find that over on the website. Uh, Jake Brown's articles are over there, including mm. um, some articles about horror and horror games or living with a horror junkie like Dan. Uh, yes. Brandy's articles are over there. Uh, <laughs> yes, I live with a survival horror junkie. And when men scream like girls, scary game edition, uh, which are articles available on the yeah. website by Brandy, a friend of the show. You can get some unique perspective of someone who's not a f- horror fan living with a person who is a horror fan and how she's experiencing these games and these things secondhand yeah. through me. So that's a unique, interesting way of seeing it. Yeah. And then you get to see Dan scream. Oh yeah. It's in, the, oh, yeah. it's in that article. It's in there. <laughs> it's got that clip of me actually scaring, getting those, scared those and screaming screams are from few and phasmophobia. Between, folks. He is dead inside. I uh, just want to clarify. So if mm-hmm. you do want to see one of those rare moments, it is available on the website uh, <laughs> over on retroreplayshow.com. Soon to be Couch Soup um, when they transition um, in the next couple of months. Yes. yes. I'll take her out. Uh, so just wanted to say, uh, as always, if you guys want to reach out to us here at the show, pop us an email over at the replayerpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter. Um, you know, Let us know about any other discussions that you'd like to see us having or if you want to come on the show. Uh, lastly, I just want to thank our guest, 
uh, Billie Jean for joining us. And shout out your Instagram and Twitter account. Are they both Video Nasty Presents? So Instagram is Video Nasty Presents. Um, Twitter, unfortunately, is The Nasty Presents. (laughs) Thanks to to Character Space. The Nasty Presents. But yeah, uh, thank you so much for having me guys out of blast. Amazing. Yeah, this is yeah. a great pleasure to have you on the Jane. Horror is fun, Pagan. Yeah. Horror is Horror fun. Is fun oh, wow. You'll never convince I'll me. work on it, guys. You'll see. You're I gonna will... get you're gonna get like two or three episodes of your Dead Space playthrough and you're gonna be like, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get actually felt and then sick. Like there's a part in the second part of like <laughs> when this video comes up, you'll see the second one is already available on my channel. But there's a part in this where I just like I feel like I'm shaking. I don't feel good. Like I feel shit. So I, I, I have the amount of cuts in that video. You might be like, oh, that's a weird cut or that's a cut. You know why? Because I paused the game and had to get a cup of tea because I was like, fuck this game. I hate it. I'm never playing anymore. Maybe I should just do a compilation <laughs> of For all, all the, those oh, cuts. Wearing a different shirt. You should have made yeah. <laughs> all those cuts where it's like it starts with you being like, and then you get up and walk away. And then it's just it coming cuts to you in. coming back and sitting. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, um, every time you have to take a break, if you don't want to show you actually leaving, literally change your shirt or put a hat on, anything different, so that way every time there's a cut massively, yeah. everyone knows, like, okay, you gotta walk away. Oh, Jenna, I'll just away. keep adding <laughs> stuff. So I'll just add layers every yeah. cut. So like I'll add multiple yeah. hats and scarves and shit like that for every yeah, single so cut. Good. Comfort layers. I've had to go away and just <laughs> calm myself down. By the end, you're that kid in the Christmas story. Yeah. So. Yeah. Joey, Joey from Friends, like, with all of Chandler's clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. By the way, um, it's called Kinophobia, the fear of empty and mm. wide open Ah, spaces. interesting. That's what I thought. Kinophobia. So, okay. I don't even like that, that word. Is keto, but good. Fear of empty mm. spaces. I know, right? Ah, the other one, agoraphobia is empty. like open spaces. and ah, I see, I see. Yeah, open space. Oh, filled. speaking of vocabulary, I totally forgot. I had looked up and researched this uh, before. There's a word for someone who enjoys gore, and it's called a carno. Carno is the first, like you would say, you would call it. I was going to say, I was carno. like, that's Billy Jean. And there's also carnography. There's carnography. Like, it's the, like, you enjoy witnessing gore and violence and that it's kind Billie of Jean. thing. Look it up in the, like, encyclopedia. <laughs> it's a picture of Billy Jean. And her I phone used number. to love horror movies. <laughs> and there was a point where. <laughs> I wouldn't think a horror movie was good if there was no more than like three people being viscerally torn apart. It, if there was less than three people being murdered, I was like, this movie sucked. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was basically the same. What? Yeah. Actually, just before we wrap up on, on a gentle note, uh, well, it's not gentle, but this, the criminally underrated horror game is actually the Saw games. They're actually... Oh, the game of, yeah. the Saw, of Saw? It's yeah. actually, it's pretty good. Okay. Um, I went through a stage a couple of years ago um, where I just was literally playing anything I could get my hands on. And I think I played Saw and uh, Condemned after I played Fear. And mm. it, what is I mean, wrong with I'm, you? <laughs> so much. I just played Saw after I played Fear and then after I played Condemned. Yeah, Condemned. I'm actually playing Condemned yourself? right now. Oh. Condemned is spectacular. Condemned is yeah. spectacular. It would make a great movie. It would make a really good movie. Mm. The Saw games are actually, they're pretty good. I think, I can't remember if I prefer the first or the second, but yeah, no Saw, it's worth mm. going back and having a look at. I have to check that out. I have a lot of games on my list I need to check out. Yeah. But anyways, so I'm Dan. That's Pagan. Thank you, Louie. Thank you, Billie Jean, for joining us this Thank week you. for this discussion. Uh, this <laughs> is the Replayer Podcast, and that's game Bye. over. Ah. You are dead. Oh, yeah. Or you are way dead. You are dead.
You haven't even paid me from last time. I haven't watched Halo either. I'm going to summarize Halo Season 2 based on the Watching Now Halo podcast from Couch Soup. This is going to be fun. So Chief could be crazy. (laughs) Cortana's had a facelift. We're a bit mixed. Quan and Soren's story is really boring. Is is it over yet? Reach is f***ed. Reach for the stars. You all are gonna die. Spartans have a new leader called Ackerson. More like Dickerson. Apparently McKee is alive? She didn't die on screen, so she's probably not dead. Key's definitely not dying. Right, right, right. And the flood is coming. There's the water on this planet. What do I know? You should be listening to the Watching Now Halo podcast everywhere. Podcasts are available. Where's my money, Drew?